Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Before we go any further, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stay up to date with all that's happening in the Tan and J-Man Show Nation, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J-Man Show. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, so stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Unfortunately, we will not be live on the ISC Sports Network tonight as we have had some technical difficulties, but bear with us. We will be audio only, so you guys are obviously listening to one of our podcast platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review, preferably five stars. That really helps us out. Yes. And uh, while we're in the intro, before you get into the read, um, if you want to buy some Tan and J-Man Show merch and support our podcast, we got a special promo code going on for the whole month of November. That's when you go to check out on our online store, use the promo code FOUR, all caps, capital F-O-U-R, and you'll get 20% off most items. And you can find our the link to our online store on our Facebook page, Twitter page, or Instagram page. A bunch of different accounts are linked right there. And the first link is the Tana Jam Man Show store. So if you want a short sleeve t-shirt, long sleeve, a hoodie, a sticker, a mug, a face mask. Um, Stickers. whole bunch of things. Um, go on there and get yourself some merchandise. How long do we have the promo code? All November. All of November. Beautiful. Celebrating our uh, fourth year anniversary coming up on November 28th. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou. Focuses on freshness and quality. The Damn Smoke is here every single weekend, and it features barbecues and barbecues, barbecue and steaks. Various barbecue items. <laughs> In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou on their beer garden or outdoor bar area. I'm sure it was packed this weekend, this beautiful November weekend. Very true. Whether it be boat or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. And, and Jamin, you mentioned something about their pizza to me the other day yeah um i read on their facebook page that they are serving pizza again so always good news when the Zaw's back gotta love the Zaw. gotta love hot fresh Zaw. yes are you ready for the birdie bogey let's hear it nfl related oh boy last night the new orleans saints took the tampa bay buccaneers and tom brady to the woodshed (laughs) handing tom brady his largest margin of loss in his whole career Going into last night, what quarterback handed Brady his largest margin of loss in his career? I have no idea. I will give you a hint. Yes. The quarterback was a former number one overall draft pick. I have no idea. Well, you get all show to think <laughs> about it. Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Yeah! You ready? I wish everybody could have seen his (laughs) face there. That hurt. That was a classic one. That hurt me watching you. I think I had an aneurysm. I think you uh, pulled a muscle. (laughs) Get. 
I'm ready to learn. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want to get educated. A little, uh, little uh, flustered here tonight. On this day in 1950, White Sox, Chicago White Sox, released Luke Appling, who had been a White Sox since 1930. No loyalty. 1961, the PGA eliminates Caucasians only rule. It's pretty important. Uh, yeah, um, Lee Elder, who was the first African American tour player, it was announced today that he will be one of the uh, starters at next year's Masters in April in 2021. Cool. So it'll be not only Jack Nicholas and Gary Player, he will be one as well. Neato. Yep. Willie Mays was named the National League Most Valuable Player in this date, 1965. Mentioned him quite a bit, it feels like, on the On This Day segment. 1976, Billy Williams was released, ending his Hall of Fame baseball career. Who did he end his career with? I didn't even know he played for somebody other than the Cubs. He played two years for this franchise at the end of his career. National League or American League? American League. Oh, great. Um, let's go with the Baltimore Orioles. Wrong coast. Oakland Athletics. Darn. <laughs> 1982, the Milwaukee Brewers' Robin Yount wins AL MVP unanimously. You never heard of Robin Yount? No. What the hell is wrong with you? A lot. My baseball knowledge is pretty bad anymore. Dude could rake him, Paul Molitor there? Man. Who? You've heard of Paul Molitor. No, I have not. What in the hell is wrong with you? A lot. You should know this by now. Gosh. It's a bear. I almost want to quit. Start your own baseball pod. 1982, Sugar Ray Leonard. Who? I've heard of Sugar Retires Ray. Retires for the first time. Going to knock you out with a Sugar Ray right hook if you keep it up. <laughs> Let's see here. 1996, Evander Holyfield. Who? Upsets Mike Tyson. Who? I'm going to buy a chunk out of your ear. An <laughs> 11th round knockout in Las Vegas to regain uh, World uh, Boxing Association's heavyweight boxing title. I'm going to have myself a bowl of second, The second boxer after who? Muhammad Ali to win a heavyweight title I'm three gonna times. I'm going to like a butterfly and sting like a bee right across <laughs> your chin. Keep it up. 2008 American tennis star Venus Williams. I know her. <laughs> who? Wins her first career Year-ending title beats Russian Verezhvnaya. Uh, I butch, butchered, botched that uh, last name. That's all we got. It was a pretty uh, pathetic. Uh, that was weak. On this day. That was weak. But uh, what's, Ooh. what's not weak is Proforma Print House, who is the sponsor of the On This Day segment every week. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House, over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company. Give them a call today at 574-210-3815. Masters week. It is Masters week. Middle of November. Feeling weird. It's a tradition unlike any other. Except this year. In a year (laughs) unlike any other unprecedented times we are in but man augusta national looks beautiful in the fall oh with the leaves, the leaves changing are all different colors but the grass is still as green as ever say, the sand is white though. as ever it looks mm. great but it's gonna be weird no patrons on the ground this week um, it's gonna be weird you get to that final hole oh yeah if it's real close and there's just gonna be even, no crowd reaction even the at back, all the back nine on sunday which you know masters lure always says the tournament starts on the back nine on Sunday, and the echoes get going. There's going to be no echoes out mm-hmm. there. But, it's going to be uh, strange. 
Good news for golf fans. We're going to get two Masters pretty uh, close together <laughs> eight, November, and then next year the normal one in April. So that, yeah. that's pretty exciting. The PGA Tour did have 2,000 um, people in attendance last week at the Houston Open, so that was nice to see. But it, it would definitely nice would have been nice to see a crowd, but it is what it is. Just glad we're getting the Masters. It's going to be very interesting, like we talked about before we we started recording, what the ratings will be like because the Masters will have competition not only from college football but NFL, which in a normal year it's usually just MLB. Mm-hmm. So um, early, be, early season MLB yeah, too. It'll be interesting, but of course with um, daylight savings time and it getting darker earlier, um, they got to get done pretty quickly on Sunday. So. The CBS games are all late afternoon games. All the 1 o'clock games are Fox only this week. Uh, Nance will not be calling an NFL game. He'll be doing the Masters. Tony Romo gets the week off, too, not calling any game. Wow. Uh, he's making $17 million a freaking season, and he's not even calling 17 games. Yeah, I, I bet he would rather call the Masters himself, too. He he's might. a golf nut. I'm surprised. They they might have him on as like a correspondent He or wanted something. to do some little golf broadcasting when he signed with CBS, but I don't know what happened there. But I'm looking forward to it. It definitely doesn't feel like a normal Masters week, but at least we are getting one in 2020. Feels like forever ago since Eldrick Tiger Woods won the Masters last year. Feels like it's been 10 years. Um, But uh, I don't even know why I have to ask this. But who are you taking, J-Man? This will be the J-Man's Book It prediction of the week. Rory McIlroy will absolutely, absolutely win it this year. finally Kicks the door down. Book it. He gets that grand slam. He gets um, the green jacket. Gets the green jacket for the first time. The Irishman. I'm going to win it. You can take it to the back. It is supposed to be a pretty wet week down in Augusta, which will make the course really soft. So it's going to play in favor of the lawn hitters. Uh, interesting thing is Augusta, usually it's whoever plays the best with their second shots usually wins the tournament. So you want to pick a good iron Iron player or a wedge player. Roy's one of the best ball strikers in the world. That's why a lot of people are picking Justin Thomas to win. But I'm going with the guy I've been saying for the last two, if not three months, Bryson DeChambeau. He was the winner of this year's U.S. Open. If he can keep his driver accurate, even his three-wood accurate, with that length, he might be able to tear this golf course up. And, my God, if he wins the U.S. Open and the Masters in the same year. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, but it should be fun. I'm course hoping my guy ricky's in the mix but ricky's been playing so bad as of late I maybe really something will click really don't have my hopes up but maybe this is the year maybe. no expectations maybe he comes in and does something but it's it's gonna be a fun <laughs> week uh, regardless for golf fans and for sports fans it's nice to have a lot of a lot of sports to watch this weekend j-man's book of prediction of the week brought to you by indiana farm bureau insurance agent who i'm sure is extremely happy because the notre dames went on saturday travis watching for life home Auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. And I'm sure Travis would be ecstatic if Justin Thomas won. He's a big Justin Thomas fan. Uh, loyal listener and viewer of the show, Ryan Olsman, uh, responded to our Twitter question earlier today, who everybody thought would be putting on the green jacket at the end of the week. Ryan said Justin Thomas. So appreciate Ryan. Appreciate you listening every week. And appreciate you interacting with that question. Um, like a better college football team, though, please. And we appreciate you buying some Tan and J Man Show merch. So, but uh, want to get all the nice words in there before we get to the college football <laughs> segment. But, but yeah, really looking forward to the Masters. Um, got to be a fun, fun, fun late week and weekend. But uh, speaking of the Irish, Irish, 
Got a huge win. Yeah, against a team that was extremely beat up. Um, no starting quarterback. No starting quarterback. But really, their They're true freshmen. freshman, whose name I'm not even going to attempt no. to pronounce, uh, played really well. So he, I mean, Clemson. they're going to be solid the next couple um, of years, no matter what. They have another guy that's going to be a top 10 or so pick, I would say. Uh, he was the number three overall prospect. Who I don't not even going to attempt to. What's his first name? Is it DJ or JD? I think it is DJ now that you say that. So that's that's at least a little normal. Um, but, yeah, huge win for the Irish. Um, Clemson really screwed themselves over with their time management at the end. Uh, they had a bad offensive penalty that stopped the clock, and then Travis Etienne, who's been there a 1,000 years, ran out of bounds. Um, they, he could have forced Notre Dame to take their final timeout. Uh, but Notre Dame got it, it done. DJ. Uli Galloway? Ula Galilee? Ula Galilee. Ula Galilee. That's how I'm saying it. Ula Galilee. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a good one. Um, I can honestly say I watched about three or four plays of this whole game. It was probably the best college football game we've had to date. Yeah. Um, Sounded like it. Went to overtime. Double double overtime. Yeah. Um, It was just a really good college football game. Then we had the fans. Storm in the field in the middle of a pandemic. That was uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, wow. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. How how do you let that happen? I mean, security guards, do your job. I know there's tons of students there. There's about 10,000 people in, in total, but. I think all 10,000 were on the field. Yeah. <laughs> it, and, and, okay, I, I understand I'm going to get criticized for saying this. because And I understand that Notre Dame beat the number one team in the nation. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that is a huge win. Act like you've been there before. Sure. You're ranked number four in the country. Mm-hmm. I can understand if it was a Purdue or an Illinois. Don't point at me when you say Illinois. I'm, or a um, Miami, Ohio. <laughs> uh, somebody that <laughs> Miami, Ohio beat no That's, that's a big double-digit underdog. <laughs> You're six-point underdogs. You're Notre Dame. You have your own freaking national TV channel carries your home games, and when you're on the road, except about once a year, you're on national TV every every week. You you've, you just made the college football playoff a handful of years ago. You're in the driver's seat to make it now. Great win, dramatic fashion, I get it. Act like you've been there before. And like you said, J-Man, we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Not a good look. Preaching to the choir. And not a good look by their, their uh, president, president to come out and say it because he went to a super spreader event himself. Um, just an embarrassment overall for Notre Dame. And I wouldn't be shocked if they don't allow fans the rest of the year there. I wouldn't be shocked either. If a lot of positive um, cases come watch back from that. Watch Notre Dame has their biggest win in at least eight years. Um, watch COVID just spread through their roster and they don't play another game this year. Or um, or, they, or they end up losing the Boston College this weekend. Because they're missing so and, many players. watch out for that game. Boston College, no they're, scrub. They're a solid team. They gave Clemson all they wanted themselves. Actually, was that Syracuse? That that was Boston College. That was BC. That's what yep. I thought. Syracuse was a year ago, um, year or two ago. But yeah, um, I mean, it was bad to do it during a pandemic, but I think it was embarrassing they did it at all because, yeah. as, as you said, fourth number four team yeah. in the country. Um, I mean, playing it, a team that was missing quite a few guys because of the COVID protocol and the fact that they've been perennially ranked in the top ten, they finally got over the hump and beat yeah. a team like Clemson. They won't do it in the ACC championship, though. Trevor Heck will be back no. for that game. and uh, I mean, Notre Dame proved they can finally beat one of the big boys. Ian Book can finally beat one of the big mm-hmm. boys. Brian Kelly can finally beat one of the big boys. I mean, they, they do have the best home field advantage 
dating back to 2017 was the last time they lost. I think it was 2017. That Georgia? Jake, Jake Fromm's first start. Um, so that, so they're on quite a streak. Don't get me wrong. They're probably not going to lose another home game this year. But uh, I just – I was I was baffled just to see that sight. And, uh, but, and I'm sure I'm going to get my phone blown up. Uh, uh, some of my own family, Matt Skurro, is going to – He's a loyal listener, huge Notre yeah. Dame fan. He texted me right Gosh. after the game the other night. I'm sure he's going to blow up my phone right when he listens to this on Spotify. White was, Sox yeah, and Notre Dame? He's, he's always got something Good to come at me Lord. with. But, uh, uh, I, I just, I was, yeah, I was just baffled to see that. But good win for the Irish. Not taking that away, but uh, act like you've been there before from a program that honors their tradition and, and, and is still living in 1988. So Brian Kelly hadn't been there before. No, and he even told his players before the game, if we win, the fans are going to storm field. Get we the need heck to get the out of there. Room. Kelly said he beat all of his players back to the locker yeah. room. There was still a lot of players on that field. Seems like Kelly should have been the one out there corralling his team into the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, but I will give Notre Dame credit. I picked Clemson by single digits. I think you picked the Irish last week, if I'm not mistaken. Don't remember. I don't remember either. But um, but I, 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 it leads me to this question before we get fully into college football. Well, yeah, well, I actually got another point I want to make real quick, and it's not real compa- comparable, but when I was in the paint crew at Purdue, we always had these, like, sheets before the game. We were um, told we're not storming the court no matter what because we expect to be whoever was coming into Mackey, even when I think we were ranked uh, 10th or 11-ish and we beat the number one Buckeyes in the nation. Didn't storm the sure. court. You just expect to beat when you're a good program. You expect to beat your opponents coming right. in, no matter the ranking. But leads me to the question I wanted to ask: As of right now, is the state of Indiana referred to as a college football state? As of right now, yeah. Um, I mean, Notre Dame will obviously always be a football oh, always. school. Oh, absolutely. Um, I would still put money on Purdue's basketball team being better than their football team this year. I would not. Um. I could see Purdue football still. I mean, I know they're two and zero, but I mean, you look at their wins, and that's not. I mean, they have to beat. You who they, beat play. Who they play. Uh, they played a garbage. The worst team in the Big Ten beat them by seven. Yeah. Um, Iowa's a pretty good win, <clears throat> but they started out zero and two, then just demolished Michigan State. Um, I don't know how their schedule sets up. It's nice that they don't have to play Wisconsin. Can I read your schedule real quick? Sure. Northwestern, which will be tough this week, at Minnesota, uh-huh. Rutgers, Nebraska, Indiana. At Indiana. They couldn't ask for an easier schedule on paper. Yeah. To try to win the West. But. I would still say they lose three games. Yeah. Where's Where's Nebraska at? I don't even know why I asked that. It's everybody. at Purdue. It's at Purdue. Um, I could see him win. I could see, still see him losing three games. Yeah. Uh, which is still a really good season. Yeah. But anyway, um, I would say Indiana football is a lot better than their basketball at this point. Well, and I bring that up because, I mean, last year, if the tournament would have happened, Indiana was going to get in. I think Butler. Butler was going to get in. Yeah. And a lot of years, that's kind of been the norm for the state of Indiana. Only getting about two teams a year. Yeah, it? and it's, it's usually Purdue-Butler. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's had some good Until years. Indiana's. Indiana hadn't made the tournament. Ball since, I State, think, Evansville, 16. Indiana State, Valpo. I mean, I mean, they, have, they obviously have to win. They have their more schools than basketball, of course, but right now, I mean. I mean, if Purdue has a good season. I would say it would be a football. Yeah, I mean. I think people will still 
view basketball, like I'm sure the Indiana football fans are ecstatic, but they're just as looking forward to the basketball. A lot of their fans are fans of their basketball program in Notre Dame football. football. So they're conflicted. They don't know what to do. Yeah. um, They've never been in a situation where Notre Dame is number two and Indiana is number 10. I really wish they'd play each other. They've only played each other like once. Yeah. It's in the 80s. It'd be a good matchup this year. I still think Notre Dame would beat them by at least 14. Um, But it'd be a good one this year. Credit, credit, old Thomas Allen there. I can recruit. He's been recruiting. He knows what the heck he's doing. He's been. He's arguably, right now, put together. uh, Assuming their season continues to track the way it is, um, the best back-to-back football seasons maybe ever at the university at Indiana University. Um, I don't know their history well at all. Of course, they hadn't beat Michigan since 1987, 88, and they beat them um, on Saturday. Um, yeah, I would say if they continue to win, say they lose one or two games, which I think they, they'll lose probably two. Um, they are, they're not beating Ohio state. That's no in one two is. weeks. Um, could be game day at Ohio state. It again. Could. Who's Indiana have this week at Michigan state, but the big Ten's so topsy turvy yeah. this year. It's, it's going to be interesting. It'll, I mean, I said last week or I said two weeks ago, let's see how they can handle coming off a big win over Penn state at the time. Who's now on three? And that's another thing. Their opponents are combined record two and seven. But once again, you got to play who you're. Who you're but playing. it's different because they're Penn State and Michigan. Big names. Sure, but both were ranked pretty high coming in, so they yeah. were pretty highly thought of. But as you said, it's so tough to figure out this year. Yeah, it's just is what it is. But uh, interesting question. That's uh, one that I didn't think we'd be talking about this year. So. Looking at the Big Ten games uh, this past week, I won the pick 'em, but that it all came down to that Purdue Wisconsin game that didn't happen. So there's an asterisk by it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night, Jay man. Well, I was just confident Wisconsin was going to beat them, so I should really be winning this one week as well. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I mean Wisconsin was going to beat Purdue. I have so no idea. I'm 100 percent playing with like 100 percent positive. Uh, Wisconsin was going to beat Purdue. So like, I mean, I'm just dominating your NFL pick. I'm, you are dominating me. NFL um, pick. I think you've won every week Big Ten, haven't you? Uh, no, you won last week. I did. Yeah, or two weeks ago. But uh, this week's Big Ten matchups. Starts off Friday night up in uh, Minnesota, Iowa at Minnesota. This is a tough one. I think a lot of them are tough. This coin flip. Um, Iowa got back on track against Michigan State. Minnesota's a lot better than Michigan State, uh, but I'm picking the Hawkeyes, and I have three confidence points on it. I took the Gophers in this one, but like I said, it's a coin flip. Um, Both teams got their first win of the year last week. Taking the Gophers, but I only put two on the boat boys. The poop boys. Everybody poops. How is his stick not getting old up there? But he did just win 10 games last year. So. That helps, but why would he even say that? Like I, I don't know. He's weird. I don't even want to like recap it at all. He's yeah. just the, I just can't stand him. Indiana at Michigan State. We uh, prefaced this a little earlier. Um, yeah, Michigan State. Looked terrible week one against Rutgers. Looked good, be, a lot better week two against Michigan. Then looked terrible, get absolutely awful against Iowa. Would not be surprised if Indiana has a little bit of a letdown. However, I'm not picking them to, and I have IU for six. I got IU for six as well. Hmm. Illinois at Rutgers. Rutgers is favored in a Big Ten game for the first time in six years. I think there's seven, six or seven point seven favorites. Seven point favorites last time I saw. Um, Illinois 
is getting a few guys back, um, supposedly, that for contact tracing. Brandon Peters is not one of them. So it sounds like they're going to start Isaiah Williams, who was their five-star quarterback from two years ago. Uh, but give me Rutgers for five. I got Rutgers for five as well, but it's a coin flip. I can see it going either way. Really, every week's a coin flip, and you have to put high numbers on some. It is, and... It's so equal this year. It's, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Penn State at Frosty's, Nebraska. Yeah, somebody uh, just, told me today, give. just told me today that bowl season is officially starting. We have the toilet bowl of the Big Ten <laughs> this week in Penn Which State, Nebraska. It's so weird. If, it, if it, you would have told me... Illinois and Penn State have the same record after three weeks. The Illinois fans will be like, heck yes. But they're both Illinois. Uh, is Franklin C getting a little hot? No. No? One year. Yeah. One year. Lovey's is on fire. Oh, Harbaugh's is getting up there, too. Harbaugh's was on fire right now, too. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know what? I'm taking the Huskers for two. Taking the Nittany Lions for three. I just think they are, at the end of the day, the more talented team. Uh-huh. But when you start out 0-3, though, you still I don't know if their team will just stop. Well, the loser caring. of this game, I think, is in deep trouble. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Penn State's already in deep trouble because they still have Ohio State. They lost Ohio State. They lost Ohio State already. They still have Michigan. Well, yeah. Um, forgot they played Ohio State. I haven't watched college football this year, man. I mean, they, they, they well, I mean, they just got trounced at home by, by Maryland, Maryland. Yeah. Who got beat by 40 week one. Yeah. Northwestern, and then they did beat Minnesota thanks the, to the kicker missing the chip shot. The but, tongue of Iloas, man. He's playing well since week one. Yeah, I take Nebraska for two. Ohio, Ohio State at Maryland. Uh, Maryland, cool story, two and one, beat two teams that we thought would be really good coming in. Um, but Ohio State's too much. Justin Fields has scored more touchdowns than he has incompletions. 11 uh, passing touchdowns, two rushing for 13, 11, 11, 11 incompletions. Um I would argue to say he is one of the top three greatest quarterbacks to ever come out of the Big Ten. It's only his second year. He wasn't good enough to start there. the SEC. Um, I'm sure, looking back, George is like, man, we should have benched Fromm for you know, Fromm was Fields. a pretty good college quarterback. He's not even in the same stratosphere as Justin no, Fields, though. But, uh, but give me Ohio State for seven. I got Ohio <laughs> State for seven. It's a pretty easy one every week to just pick Ohio State for seven, right. honestly. Wisconsin finally gets to play this week at the reeling Michigan Wolverines. Wisconsin finally figured out, oh, we got Mertz and uh, um, Wolf back this week. Both of our backup are back up in our third string. We can play now, guys. Now, the cases are down to about three now. So Yeah, it was still spreading last week at this yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Wisconsin. Defense is too good for four. I don't even remember what Wisconsin's team looks like because they haven't played in like a month. And they didn't really play anyone. Um but Michigan's reeling, like you said. But I, if they don't come out fighting this week, I'll be shocked. I'm taking Michigan for one. Yeah, Michigan, uh, Harbaugh needs it. And Wisconsin way. had to play this week. If they didn't play this week, they were out of the Big Ten Championship. For the Big Ten West crown. Pole leader. Just kidding. Uh, Northwestern at Purdue. This is a pretty interesting one, though. Tonight, Nighter, uh, which these teams have played three, three night games in the last four meetings. Here's a weird stat. Purdue has not beat Northwestern in Ross State since 2007. They've won in Evanston a couple of times, but they haven't won since 2007. Um, wouldn't shock me if number four is that finally in uniform per, for Purdue this week. We'll see. Rondell Moore. <laughs> um, pretty good Good indications coming out this week that that might be the case. Looked like it was actually going to be the case last week, but no game. 
I'm going with my heart this one. I'm taking Purdue for four. Give me Northwestern for one. I'm not picking Purdue until they play Rutgers. And that's the only time you I'm probably want to even year. pick them that then. I might not, depending on how Rutgers looks He's here. Got uh, major Purdue hate anymore. <laughs> I hate Purdue football, man. I don't, I don't know why. We're not even good. Talk about them all the time. Have to hear about how great Jeff Brom is. Well, I am a season ticket holder. It's and annoying. When you get any damn coach after Daryl Hazel, anybody's going to look nice to your program. I don't know why I hate him. He's not hate him. Now they're my least favorite team yeah, in I sports. I mean, <laughs> I mean, wow, that is major. Well, Notre Dame football is pretty – Indiana I was, basketball than Notre Dame football are my least favorite I was sports. rooting hard against – like I was rooting harder against Notre Dame than I would Purdue. I would root for Indiana football over Notre Dame. Interesting. Wouldn't even think about it. I, I can't wait to have that matchup in South Bend next year. Been too long. I want to pick a few top 25 games. Yeah. Don't need to pick a ton, I guess. I'm, I'm sick of picking the Coastal Carolina games of the world. Or the Liberties. If my phone cooperates, stupid iPhone update. He freeze knows what he's doing, though, man. Dude, he's good. He he, he might jump back and do an it, SEC and job. Mandy, look at Mandy. How about Tom Allen? Well, maybe not this year because I don't know what, what jobs, if any, really will open up. But in the next coming years, if he keeps doing good at Indiana, uh, primarily a basketball school, even though we we're just saying that Indiana, the state of – excuse me, Indiana right now is a football state, um, will Indiana have to pony up? And pay to keep them from jumping to a bigger school. Heck yeah. Like a, this job's not open right now, or I don't think it's going to come open, but like a Tennessee or something. Yeah, they'd have to pony up. Mm-hmm. Mike Canes at the Hokies in Virginia Tech coming off a really heartbreaking loss where they ran, run a block kickback for a touchdown, but I forget what the call was. Oh, they called a timeout, timeout. beforehand, yep. and Liberty gets a chance to kick another field goal, and they nail it. Uh, De'Ara Keene looked awesome against NC State Friday night. He's up there. I think he's one of the top four favorites for the Heisman right now. But give me the Hokies. Name the spread on this one. Virginia Tech, two and a half. <laughs> That's a, right on. <laughs> I thought Miami would be favored because they're ranked ninth. Um, Georgia at Missouri. Uh, Georgia was disappointing to me. I thought they would come out and pounce on Florida. And Florida, Kyle Trask, man, he's the real deal. Uh, but they He's bounce good. back and get the win over Missouri. Yeah, give me Georgia. Uh, Notre Dame at Boston College. Be careful here, Irish fans. I still think you get the win, but you're going to win by about 10 points. Notre Dame, 12.5-point favorites. Uh, give me Notre Dame. I just think they're too good for BC. USC coming off a miracle win, down 13, scoring two touchdowns late to win it against Arizona State. Travel to I think this is in Tucson, Arizona. Herm Edwards' team did not play to win the game. You play to win the game. Uh, give me USC over Kevin Sumlin in the Wildcats. I forgot Sumlin was there. Give me uh, South Clay Helton California. needed that win <laughs> the other day. Yes, he did. Uh, Texas A&M at Tennessee. A&M, Jimbo's got them ranked fifth. Jim Bob. Give me, uh, give me the Aggies. Yeah, Tennessee 2-4. and four. I think they came into the year ranked not going Yeah, well. they, they uh, yeah. Guess what the spread is on the Alabama-LSU game. If it happens, LSU's got a big outbreak in COVID. I'm going to go like 27 points. 28. Man, you're on fire today. I wish I could bet that good. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Give me Bama. Yeah, Alabama easily. I won't be shocked if that game doesn't happen, though. Oregon travels to Washington State. 
I don't even know Washington State's coaches anymore. Oregon's kind of the head of the class in the Pac-12 this year. Give me the Ducks. Give me the Ducks as well. Last one here, Arkansas at Florida. Arkansas's coach has the COVID. Yeah, that's going to hurt them anyways. They're kind of a nice surprise story in the SEC and throughout college football. Like I said, Kyle Trask is balling right now. Give me uh, uh, Dan Mullen's boys and the Gators. That was going to do it for our college football talk. I'm also taking the Gators. I just uh, remembered I didn't give a prediction. Uh, transitioning to the NFL, three winners, three losers. Well, one winner's got to be New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. They were dominant last night. Yeah, got Michael Thomas back, which is big in itself. Thank God. And then uh, went on to beat Tom Brady, giving him his largest margin of defeat oh, ever. Three picks uh, thrown by Brady, man. He did not look good. Saints are also one of my winners. Yeah, um, yeah, easy pick there. I mean, just domination. Offense played well. Defense played domination. well. Special teams played well. Uh, did not see that coming. That flipped not only the NFC South, but the whole NFC playoff picture, really. New Orleans is right back in the thick of things to get home mm-hmm. field advantage in the playoffs. In Tampa Bay, they got a harder schedule remaining than New Orleans. They might be a road – they're going to be road warriors in, in the playoffs. And really, in a few losses that we've seen Tampa have – some ugly things have reared their heads. They really got to correct some stuff. Yeah, Bruce uh, Bruce Arians is not one to mince words, and he said last night that Brady played awful. And he said Mike Evans was open a ton, and he just and wasn't giving the ball. Wasn't, wasn't getting uh, targeted. Wasn't getting targeted. Um, Baltimore Ravens are another one of my winners. Uh, got back on track. Lamar Jackson was great in the second half. Uh, at one point, I think there were about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the Colts had only ran four plays in the second half. Uh, complete domination. Got a great uh, video of Philip Rivers attempting to uh, tackle a guy on a well, that was fumble. The worst attempt I've um, ever seen. Stumbles back, lays on his back, and just kind of swats at. Uh, I don't even know who picked it up and ran. What? Uh, um, that's a good win for Baltimore. What? I just can't figure this Colts team out. They're missing something. They're five and three. Um, they wouldn't be in the playoffs if it ended today. Like I just don't feel like they're um, Super Bowl contenders. Like no, as a franchise as a whole, right now they're a solid team. Just they're not. Philip Rivers is not going to win them a. And Super I feel Bowl. like they don't have. He's not targets. even going to win them a playoff. I just game. feel like they don't have targets. And I mean Rivers. I mean T. Wise is a guy that you throw deep to, and Rivers can't throw more and than thirty T-Y's yards. Been banged in, up uh, a lot. Air. I th- I th- they throw a bunch of screens. I think they got some solid defense. Defense a, is good. A stable of backs who are okay, <laughs> um, and a pretty good offensive line. But it just something's not clicking mm-hmm. there. I agree. But uh, one of my other winners, the uh, oh, before I, I want to say this stat real quick. Last night in Sunday Night Football, I saw where the Buccaneers had the least amount of rushing attempts ever in NFL history last night, five. five. I wonder they lost. Yeah. And, and one counted as the last kneel down of the game. <laughs> counted as the fifth. Um, but the Buffalo Bills, one of my winners, smacked around the Seattle Seahawks. Josh Allen looked points. like Josh Allen from uh, early on in the year. That Seahawks secondary is atrocious. Yeah, there's no Legion of Boom walking through those no. doors. So uh, I was surprised Pete Carroll got a lengthy contract extension. I thought he'd be retiring here in a year or two. But, yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's getting up there in age. He's going to cement himself up there in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the circles are circling around. Uh, wagons are circling around, <laughs> around the Buffalo Bills. And it's nice to see the Bills and the Dolphins fighting for the AFC uh, East title. Transitioning to my other winner, the Miami Dolphins. Going into Arizona, uh, two good young Top five picks at quarterback there in Kyler Murray and Tua Tungavailoa. 
Uh, Dolphins went in there and won, played well. Uh, they finally opened up the offense, and I thought Tua looked phenomenal yesterday. Threw for 248 yards, two touchdowns, had 35 yards rushing, including two huge first downs late. 122.3 quarterback rating. Um, he led a 93-yard touchdown drive to tie it in the fourth quarter. Uh, he looks like the real deal. Um, I mean, I don't want to tout him this early, but, I mean, a lot of guys on Twitter this uh, yesterday were saying, hey, it looks like a mix between Drew Brees and Steve Young. And I'm thinking, don't do that yet. Um, yeah, the Dolphin fans deserve to be excited. I'm ecstatic about it. He looked awesome. And remember, that was only his second game he, in a year. Just – Knowing you for as long as I have, just being around you lately, I can tell your energy level for the Dolphins Way is up. at a level I've never seen it. Way up. You're actually getting nervous for games. I was yelling at the officials because I thought Dolphins got screwed quite a bit. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins um, only had three catches, but Xavier Howard got called for four pass interferences. Um, only one of them was legit, in my opinion. Uh, so I was yelling at the TV. It was nice to yell at the TV because I hadn't done that for Dolphins in four years, maybe. Um, I think Brian Flores knows what the heck he's doing. Uh, the defense, I mean, Kyler got his. Uh, he was awesome. He's but hard, to, hard to contain. Yeah, uh, defense made plays when they needed to. Got a huge fourth down stop late and then um, forced a field goal attempt, uh, which uh, Zane Gonzalez missed. Uh, so Dolphins won. They're sitting there at 5-3. and three. Very favorable next four games. They have the Chargers, Broncos, Jets, and Bengals. They'll, they should be favored in all four games. Um, can't afford to have more than maybe one letdown. Uh, you win all of them. They're nine and three, and it's Bills, Dolphins be right there uh, for that. And with uh, seven spots in the playoffs, that's that helps. Um, yeah. re- really need the Raiders, Browns, and Colts to keep losing. Um, but it is what it is. But they're one of my winners. My third winner is the New York Football Giants. Uh, they were close last week to getting it done against the Buccaneers. Finally got it done against the Washington Football Team. Of course, it helps when. Um, uh, Washington's quarterback, Allen. Kyle. Kyle, thank you. Couldn't think of his first name. Kyle Allen uh, broke his ankle, so he's out for the rest of the year. And then Alex Smith came in and he didn't bad. do a whole lot. So. Give Haskins another shot yeah, at I it. I think you're going to have to because the NFC East is up for grabs. Still. Now the Giants are in the thick of things in that division. <laughs> That's why I'm giving them my other winner. I could have went another direction. I could have. Could have said somebody else like the Vikings, a team that's all, all of a sudden watch out for the, yeah, watch out for the Vikings. Um, teams like the Vikings and the and the Falcons who are starting to reel off some wins, they might not make the playoffs, but they can play spoiler mm-hmm. to some other teams. So uh, those are my three winners. Uh, losers now, um, Chargers. They can't stop ripping their fans' hearts out. They, have they fans? can't stop it. I guess, but yeah, they, it's in their culture. It's. They find new ways to lose mm-hmm. every week. They're close. They got their franchise quarterback, I think, of the future. Poor Anthony Lynn, man, though. He just cannot pull out a yeah. close win. Um, They're pretty close. All of their losses have been by single digits. So that's a good one. I'm going to take an obvious loser in Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Man, gave the Saints the win. So, but the Buccaneers, you just don't see a Brady team <coughs> get destroyed like that. And they're, they're too good, not only on the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball gets smacked around like that, at, even at home. I know the fans are limited, but just, it's still your home stadium, your home surroundings, your home turf, everything you're used to, environment, and just got smacked by a conference or a divisional rival. First time Brady's been swept by a divisional rival in the same year in his whole career. Now, the Jets did beat him twice one year, but that was including the playoffs. But uh, it was fun to watch for somebody who doesn't like Brady, but just didn't expect that. 49ers, big loser, lost Jimmy G and George Kittle for pretty much the season last week. Uh, Get killed by Green Bay. They're done. 
They're done. Uh, another loser for me. Um, I'm trying to think here. Who in the heck won games yesterday? Um, I'll give the Denver Broncos a big loss. Uh, you know, they, they had a stretch coming up games where next week or this week they're at Vegas, then they have Miami at home, then they have New Orleans at home. You knew it was going to be tough. They really needed this one against Atlanta team that was definitely beatable. When you keep digging yourself in a hole every week in the first quarter and second quarter of the first half, you, you're just not good enough to climb out of it. Their offense finally clicked in the fourth quarter, but it was too little too late. And Drew Locke's got to be more consistent. The offense got to be more consistent. The defense was so banged up yesterday. I knew it was going to be a long day going in, and, and Matt Ryan and Julio just feasted on a young and experienced, not very good defensive backfield. And it was ugly, man. It's it's ugly in Denver, and I'm worried about the future. I know they're young, so I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel if I'm patient. But you look at Vegas, they're going to have John Gruden in, in their franchise for a long time. Herbert's the man in, in L.A., Mahomes is the man forever in Kansas City, and then Denver's a big question mark right now. Very, very concerning. My last loser, the Chicago Bears. They are who we thought they were, which is bad. That's a good one. Um, I will take – you know, I'm going to take the Cowboys, even though they, they, they actually hunt in there against the Steelers. But uh, America's team just <laughs> – bad things keep happening to them. CBS is a loser for choosing to put that game on instead of Kyler versus Tua. And I know, know it has everything to do with ratings. Because those are two of the bigger um, fan bases in the nation. Still. So – yeah. I mean, the Dolphins Cardinals played one of the best games of the season to date. Yes. And I'm, guys missed out on it. It just, it's. Uh, 10 picks. What? Week 10 picks. Oh, yeah. Josh, for the third week in a row, has uh, won the belt, and I have not even been able to wear it on the show because two weeks ago we didn't know if I had won yet. Last week uh, we did it remotely, and this week we're not even on uh, TV, so uh, I'm not even able to wear it for the third week in a row. <laughs> Go check, one. Out, go check out the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll see a picture of them with the title. Three, Pete. Um, Colts at Titans Thursday night. This is an intriguing one. I'm trying to get my phone to load with my picks. Um, so go ahead and break it down real quick. Um, Colts at Titans. As I said, the Titans coming off a win against the Chicago Bears. Um, give me the Titans for one. Uh, I think this is as much of a coin flip. Uh, Titans have really struggled against the Colts for whatever reason in Tennessee. But Andrew Luck's not walking through that door, so give me the uh, Tennessee Titans. So you went the Titans for one? Yeah. I'm doing the opposite. This past week on Thursday, I went with the Packers for one. You went with the Packers for high. I'm going for Tennessee for ten. So I'm going for the Colts then. Um, Houston at Cleveland. Houston finally got a win yesterday. They could potentially um, play spoiler too. To some and Jack, they're good enough to play spoiler. In Jacksonville, uh, they did about blow it late, but uh, that Jake Luton, Luton, uh, threw an incomplete pass on the two-point conversion. Who you got? I got the Browns for seven, and I don't like it. I have the Browns for two. I could 1,000% see Houston going in there and beating them. Uh, the Washington football team at the Detroit Lions. Matt Stafford was in concussion protocol, um, so we don't know much about him. I assume he'll play this week, though. If not, it'll be Chase Daniel. Um, but I'm taking Lions for eight. Taking the Lions for seven. Um, I just think they're a much better football team than the football team. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars at the Green Bay Packers. Pretty easy pick here. I think the Packers just head and shoulders the better team. Coming off a, a pretty easy Thursday night win for them last week at Lambeau. Give me the Packers for 14. Packers for 14 as well. I just think they're too much. 
Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Football Giants. Interesting little NFC yeah. East matchup here. Giants should have got them in Philadelphia. Will the winner of this game win the division? Yes, I would say no. If the Giants win it, I don't think they're going to win the division. I think it's the Eagles division at 6-9-1. I'm taking the G-men for five. This could make or break our weeks. I have to find a new strategy. It's not what I'm doing. It's not working three weeks in a row. So I'm throwing gum at a wall and seeing if it sticks. Gum usually doesn't stick to a wall if you throw it, does it? I don't know. Chew it up a bunch, throw Um, it? Sometimes it gets hardened, though, and it just bounces off. Yeah, it depends on what type you're chewing. Give me the Eagles for 10. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off that terrible loss last night at the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey returned yesterday only to get hurt hurt again. again, hurt his shoulder. Carolina seems to win more often without him. Uh, they did almost beat the Chiefs yesterday. But yeah, they hung in there real well. I think Brady and the Buccaneers bounce back on the road and give me six points. I have Tampa Bay for nine. Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. I went with my heart over my head. This one, I, I, I can't pick the Raiders. And the Raiders are so topsy-turvy uh, anyways, but I'm taking the Broncos somehow to get it done, but for one point. I have the Raiders for eight. Los Angeles Chargers, no longer of Carson City, at the Miami Dolphins, who've won four in a row. Another good matchup of two young superstar, future superstar quarterbacks. I think the Chargers find a way to lose another close one. I'm going with the Fish for nine. I have the Dolphins for 11. I think it will be very, very close, though, because I think the Chargers are like a pretty good team. They just haven't found a way to win. Hopefully this is not the week they do. Buffalo Bills at the Arizona Cardinals. Two good teams, uh, two, good, two good young quarterbacks. Yeah. I like, I've liked this Bills team all year say. long, and I'm going with uh, Josh Allen and the Bills for four. I have Arizona and the uh, Kyler Murrays for four. We've barely agreed this know, week, it's nice. so it's going to be, uh, yeah. Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are a team I can't figure out. Seattle kind of got their brains beat in yesterday. I think they bounced back, but I'm only taking them for three. Um, I have the Seattle Seahawks for three. Um, Dolphins, going back to the Dolphins, are 3-1 and one against the NFC East, which is arguably the best division in football this NFC year. NFC West. NFC West, which so is arguably – If they're 3-1 the, against the NFC East, I'd be mad at myself. I know. I'm definitely uh, – yeah, NFC West is what I meant. Um, San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints. You kind of just dug into it a few minutes ago. San Francisco's really banged up. I think New Orleans starting to look like the team we all thought they would be. Give me the Saints for 13. I have the Saints for 12. Um, yeah, I just think way too much for San Francisco. Banged up everywhere. Their whole roster. Um, Good coaching can only do so much when you're that negated by injuries. You and your love for old uh, Shanahan. Shanahan. Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers snuck one out. Cincinnati coming off a bye week after a big win against the Titans the mm-hmm. week before, so they can beat physical, really good football teams. The Steelers are 8-0 for the first time in franchise history, which is hard to wrap my mind around that they've never been 8-0 with all the success they've had. But uh, give me the Steelers for 12. I have Steelers for 13. Um, I just think they're too good. Joe Burrow's offensive line there in Cincinnati's garbage. Pittsburgh has the best pass rush in the world. Um I could see Burrow getting sacked double-digit times. He's going to be running for his life. Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. The Ravens yesterday scored 20-plus points for the 31st straight game, the most Ooh. in NFL history, the good, longest streak in, in NFL there. history. Uh, they're going to in New England. I wish I 
knew how New England was going to play tonight. It's not going to affect my outcome, but could have my points. Because if New England somehow loses to the Jets, my God, they might just tank the whole rest of the season. E- either or, I have the Ravens for 11. I have the Ravens for 6. Uh, I think New England will keep it close. But as he said, if they lose to the Jets tonight, um, could get ugly there. Finally, our Monday night matchup, the Minnesota Vikings, who have played some pretty good football. Dalvin Cooks, best running back in football right now. It's hard to argue that one. Um, at the Chicago Bears, who can't score points. I think it's getting late pretty early for old um, Matt Nagy. I think if they miss the playoffs this year, he's done, though. Yeah, they definitely have quarterback problem. Doesn't matter which one they put in. Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky. Heck, they signed Kyle Sloter today, old uh, Northern Colorado boy. Uh, to the practice squad, we could even see him make an appearance later this year. You never know. Heck, they should just try to go ahead and draft a DJ from Clemson, even though he's a freshman. He's starting right now somehow if they can. Uh, but I think the I think the Bears keep it close, but until they can score enough points, I just don't see him pulling out a win. Uh, Vikings for two. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings for five. It's gonna do it for NFL. Uh, did you want to hit on college basketball at all? Um, I think we can do that when we do our college basketball preview. College basketball preview will be in two weeks. Uh, college basketball tip-offs almost here, and yeah. we don't know the Big Ten schedule mm-hmm. at all. That and is fun. The AP poll came out, and we had seven Big Ten teams Most in it. Most ever. Yeah. So, uh, looking like it's going to be a pretty deep uh, conference this year. Yes, it should be. A lot of good players returning. Uh, college basketball is going to be the weirdest it's ever been this year. Yeah, it's going to be strange. I think it will be more strange environment-wise than mm-hmm. college football. Uh, but uh, teams should be – Excuse me. Finalizing their uh, non-conference schedules if they haven't already, and I think the Big Ten will be releasing the Big Ten schedule sometime this week. Birdie bogey question going into last night's game, which ended up being Tom Brady's biggest point margin loss of his career. Going into that game, what quarterback had given Tom the biggest loss of his career? Former number one overall pick. Former number one overall pick. I literally have no idea, so I'm just going to pull a name out of my ass. Uh, Mike Vick. It's a good guess, but once again, Mike Vick is not the correct guess of a birdie bogey. I saw, hold, he, hold, hold on. Even though you got a bogey, I'll give you a few more guesses. If it's Carson Palmer, I'm going to murder somebody. It's not Carson Palmer. Okay, good, because that was the other one. Um, Eli. No. Uh, Cam Newton. No. Um, it's not Sam Bradford, I can't imagine. This guy is not in the league anymore. Not in the league anymore. Okay, number one overall pick. When, when was he taken number one overall? Like in the 90s? Yes. Um... Can't not Peyton. It's not Peyton. If, no, if it's not Peyton, I was going to say if it's Peyton. I don't know. Um, taking a guess there. Number one of is it Bledsoe? Drew Bledsoe. Huh. Interesting. He's a Buffalo Bill. Interesting. The guy he uh, replaced. Yep. I thirty-one nothing. It's it's kind of funny. Bledsoe actually came into my mind right away, but I didn't. I never thought there's no way. I was surprised to find out he was the number one pick out of Washington State. It's a good. Yeah, I knew he was number one overall pick. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I forgot he was a Bill. I just remember him, Patriot yeah. Cowboy. Yeah, I remember him getting lit up on the sideline. Then we had 20 years of terror from Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, people don't remember. Bledsoe came back in and won them a game late in the year when Brady was struggling. What could have been? But they decided to go back with Brady again the next Brady week. might be out of the league if Bledsoe never gets hurt. Yep. For shame. Yep. Never meets Giselle. I don't wish that upon the guy. I mean, that's a pretty good grab there, Tom. But uh, Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up there, J-Man, for episode 208 of the Tan and J-Man Show. Thanks for listening to the Tan and J-Man Show. What episode was that, 208? 208. Um, Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday. Buy some merch with our promo code on uh, teespring.com, 20% off. Promo code 4? 
promo code for? Is it uh, F-O-U-R, F-O-U-R, all caps. Get 20% off most items. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that we'll be back on the ISC Sports Network. But thanks to all you out there in Tan and J Man Show Nation for listening to this week's episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. It really helps us out uh, amongst the other sports podcasts out there. So Yes, sir. So stay healthy, stay safe, and stay sane, and we'll see you next week.